Captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to episode 12 of New Girl, Old Guy. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher and I am here uh, very impressed with myself given that I haven't hosted the show in quite some time. I just nailed that on the first take. Uh, But I am here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Yeah, I think it's been like four weeks since you hosted because we missed a week and then we had had Hannah in there and we had Puya in there. Yeah, uh, best episode of the series so far, apparently, according to several couple of listeners, <laughs> the episode we had with Hannah. Great, great feedback from the crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, how does that make episodes one through ten feel that you're saying episode 11 was the best? Well, how I'm not saying it. The people have spoken. How does it make us feel that we get the best feedback when we have guests? I mean, should we... Uh, no, this is going to be the best episode. A this la is... Coach and Winston, we do a little recasting here for us. Oh, we did have a we did have a coach shout out this week in the episode for the first time since episode two. Yeah, very subtle. Never noticed it before, but there's more to that story thanks to IMDb. So I'm very excited to get into this episode. Um, uh, yeah, no, this is going to be number one. Let's make a goal that this is going to be the best episode. I like to set through. expectations low. Fine, the worst episode. Let's make a goal that this will be the worst episode. Um, I did not. I also got some feedback that we did not uh, give proper attribution to the author of our new theme song, our new hit song, uh, Justin Ramsey. Thank you very much for uh, writing a theme song uh, from Pressure from Alex Chester. So we appreciate it. Thank you to Chester and uh, and Justin. Uh, yeah, and Justin plays uh, Among Us with us every Thursday night. So. Um, uh, every he's our friend Thursday, now. every Thursday night, every Thursday night, he's our friend. You're barely my friend. Now you're just like throwing your 32 fans, listeners, as my friend. She said barely, guys. <laughs> no, I like Justin. I would be nicer to Justin than you. But okay, let's move on. This episode, uh, episode 12, of season one, The Landlord, um, premiered on February 7th, 2012. And Kiva, you want to hit us with Kiva's Digest? Um, okay, so this episode is called The Landlord. Um, the gang, but mostly Jess, uh, sort of befriends their curmudgeonly landlord who lives in the basement. Uh, they call him the landlord, but I, is he more of the superintendent, really, that we could discuss? Uh, he ends up coming to the house, and um, there's you know a series of uh, strange events that take place. Uh, meanwhile, the B story is Schmidt. Tries to make a move on his boss, and there is no C story. Winston has no story in this episode. <laughs> yeah, great summary. Um, where it's you know, I think part of the reason my little uh, g- my gaggle of law school new girl friends who have a group text now and they text me about NGOG, which I love, Mike and Kelly, um, did point out that Hannah was fabulous. In addition to that, no but just in addition. Probably the strongest episode, if not, definitely of what we've watched so far, Mm -hmm. but probably of all of season one, and we'll keep tracking that, is Jess and Julia. So I feel like the landlord has a lot of work to do coming off of what is a really great episode. What'd you think of it on the whole? Um, 
I, I first of all, I agree. Last week's was the best episode of, I guess, the first half of season one, which we are now finished with. Um, this episode. Wait, wait. Did that work or no? That did work, but how did you know that? Like, were you planning on playing that, or do you just have that song on your phone as the ringtone because you're from extremely from Jersey? <laughs> Kiva. I, it, you know, it took, we had a little technical difficulties, which left me with some time on my laptop just waiting uh, for Uncle Kiwi. And I realized we were halfway there. And so I cut the clip. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, are you a Bon Jovi person as a, as a proud Jerseyite? I mean, you tell me, am I a Bon Jovi person? I, also, I mean, I feel like we already know that I'm not a big music person. Not I a mean, big music I get person. Amped. They play that. I'm going to get amped. Mm-hmm. But uh, like at your wedding, are they going to play that song? I mean, that's like 50 years into the future, Keeve. Will we even be alive then? Me? No. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe not. That feels like a little bit more like bar mitzvah, no? Did they play that at your wedding? No. No, I don't. but I'm not from Jersey. I'm from New York. Um, whoa, this is crazy. I just got a text from Missy out of context. Are we going to get married? Can she see us? It's like when Robbie texted me. It's like, okay. So anyway, that's true. For people who don't know, your friend Missy just now, as you mentioned marriage, said, are we like, are we going to die alone? Essentially is what you're No, she was talking about a specific guy and then oh, okay, sent me a, a, a screenshot, but okay. it was just very funny to see the text roll in. Are we going to get married? That's funny. Um. Yeah, people do that, Keith. I texted you that. I was like, something, something, my husband. And you were like, your husband? And I was like, obviously, that's a joke. No, that's I was more fine. more of a girl thing. My, when, what was my first question? Your husband? No, but my... That was that's like a- almost anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first question was just making sure that you'd keep liking the Mets because the person wasn't a Met fan. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm single as a Pringle, so let's move on. Um... The, the cold open you mentioned, well, I don't think you mentioned this part. I mean, it's a little bit of a weird part. The Nick and Jess sort of getting into a car-to-car scuffle over a parking spot. Can you explain a joke to me? You know every great joke is a joke that needs to be explained. Mm-hmm. When, when Nick says, this isn't Europe, what is he talking about? I think they just drive on the wrong side of the road is what he was saying. Ah, uh, well, you know, famously, well, before you're going to say what I was just about to say, Andrea wants to know which of you is the more aggressive driver? Would you ever cut someone off to get a parking spot? Akiva, you're going to respond that we are what? We are uh, this is a non-driving podcast basically. Famously anti-driving. Yes. We're anti-driving. <laughs> yeah. I drive I drive a little you you don't have a license, right? No, no, I do have we've had this conversation. Okay, I fine. do have a license. Um, I can drive. She chooses not to use. I choose not to drive. Yes. Um, uh, Okay. So, but I really, I agree. It's out of place. I think they should go to using this one minute cold open because it really worked here. I definitely want to see them try it again. Yeah, like you said, Nick and Jess are driving. They get into uh, sort of a road rage incident. Uh, The guy pulls a gun on Nick and Jess. And then Jess ends up out crazying the guy. I like when he pulls the gun and Jess is like, this is like The Wire. I clock that too. I love when TV shows reference other TV shows. Like Uh when the universe of characters is like watching pop culture. I love that. I don't even watch The Wire. I know, I know. God, But I I did love that moment too. I like how you say watch The Wire as if it's still on and not a show that's been over. I've never seen The Wire. Do you think you'd ever watch it? Don't at me. Again, men, don't at me. 
Um, you know why? You don't I think any ladies it. are going to be like, I can't believe you've never seen The Wire. Like, what if instead of watching No, I didn't mean that. Times, I just meant women usually have the good sense to like, I, not of course. care no, everyone know, everyone know what you. Everyone knew what you meant. Trust me. Um, <laughs> That's what you thought with your religion jokes, and didn't, that didn't turn out. But all right, so I like the idea that you've seen The League eight times and The Wire zero times. Like, it couldn't be seven to one. That is but funny. Of, but of course, like, are you actually Max Dawson, former professor of mine and Survivor contestant, uh, texted me the other day and was like, have you really seen New Girl 20 times through? <laughs> like he's on episode one. How did he know that? Because he listened to the first episode of the podcast. His girlfriend apparently is a big New Girl fan. Oh, okay. Wow. Just the first episode. And he's like, I'm Well, good. you know what he said? He was like, I tried to, I listened to the first episode with her to like try to get her into it, which suggests that she did not like it. <laughs> uh, he treated like, like the a podcast one and done or kind the of TV thing show. For the gang. Uh, us. She's a new girl fan. Okay, not a, not got an it. old guy fan. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay. That's fair. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, so I, lo- I really like the cold open. I thought it was one of the highlights of the episode. Um, they definitely I tried loved again. your dress. He has a gun and you're dressed like a bullseye. Mm-hmm. Killed me <laughs> in the striped sweater. It is funny, although they don't really like a smash cut to the sweater at that point. So I'm like, oh, what's she wearing? Maybe most people would have known. But yeah, that was a good joke. Um, but okay, so it sort of sets up the whole premise, which uh, the aforementioned Justin Ramsey later takes issue with, and we'll get to that. But this, the the outcome of this cold open is that Jess's fundamental philosophy is that people are inherently good, and Nick's philosophy is that people are inherently bad. And Sarah wants to know from us: Are people fundamentally good? I think so. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's like too simplistic of a question, right? Like some people, yes, some people, no. But oh, I, good. I, Come for the audience who's trying to engage with us, Akiva. <laughs> You're simple, Sarah. You're too simple. Well, that's question. her name now, Simple Sarah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a good question. I just don't know. I think I'm too dumb to answer it. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I lean yes. Do you lean yes or no? What do you think I lean? <laughs> yeah, you lean no. Do you think I eat lemons? Um, I Look. You ask me on uh, November last November third. Uh, I was in a dark place. It was like everyone's evil. Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean I can't. I couldn't survive if I thought people were like fundamentally bad. Everyone. Uh, so no, I don't think that. But I, I, I did like the vignettes of like the very simplified over, you know, simple yet hyperbolic scenes of Nick as a kid like being like, hey, I found five dollars. I'm gonna save it for college. Gets stuffed in a bush. Uh, Jess like takes candy from a stranger and it ends up being like a very nice Nana in a van. I, yeah. I like that to me was stupid, but I liked it. Yeah. Those are probably the best flashbacks they've used so far. It's like their, their hero and villain origin stories. Yeah. I mean, just like that, that to me works that just very basic, uh, basic scene. We also get another sort of reference to the fancy fix, which be, what's weird for me as a new girl, super fan, whatever, quote unquote, mm-hmm is I can't remember what you've seen already and what I already know, like what we've discussed and what's just me remembering from what I've seen already. So it took me a second to remember if you had seen the Fancy Fix episode yet, and you have. This is another sort of callback of like Nick battling the garbage disposal with like a baseball bat, basically. Uh, Yeah, I I think, yeah, it's well established at this point that there's many problems in the apartment that are probably going to keep going. Um, I like the idea that the landlord like fixed a couple, but it's just endless and and it's never going to be able to actually be, you know, uh, stable. 
But it basically sets up. I, I just liked the callback of like Nick having this ridiculous method with the garbage disposal and that sort of tease up like Jess finally thinking I'm going to call the landlord. Uh, and they're all, all the guys unanimously are like, he sucks. He's terrible. Don't call him. Later, we find out that like they're living with too many people on the lease. Not quite sure why they don't tell Jess that as the number one reason not to call the landlord. Like why they start with he's a jerk first. Think that would be pertinent information. Uh, they probably should have, especially since it's like, if you ever see the landlord who lives in the building or at least works in the building, uh, you don't live here. Like you're, yeah. and it's such an easy sell also like, okay, she's, uh, my girlfriend and she sleeps over sometimes. Like they're not going to police that. Ew. Why is that? Ew. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Matt Stewart says, uh, what's your worst landlord story? I feel like your worst one was probably recent Akiva. I mean, I guess when they came on my birthday and were like, you have to leave uh, <laughs> last year. But um, I guess they they were they own the place. They were entitled to it. My, that I don't was really... a year ago? Yeah, God, we ended up. We ended like up. It was not that long ago. No, How well, we ended up. Known you. We ended up uh, like make, paying off the new landlords to be able to stay. I know, but I feel like I heard that story. Re- like, that's crazy that that was a year ago. Time is a flat circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, you, we've accomplished almost nothing since then in the world, right? Like, I you, thought you meant in the podcast. No, <laughs> like, in, like, just like that was, you know, last September. It was 14 months ago at this point, but God. you've been outside like eight times since then. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so I do think, uh, no, I don't really have any bad landlord stories. I have good landlord stories. What? I had in Washington Heights, when where we lived when I was in college, when I lived with my wife, we had a, a very nice but completely incompetent and lazy uh, landlord, and then we moved, and he moved with us. Like he moved to into our building like a few weeks later. It's like he got promoted to like the nicer, the, like that building, but then he got fired, and and the new the new super would like li- write a lot of memos. His name was Jesus, and he'd sign them Super Jesus with no irony. He was just like. It just said super Jesus, like every time he wanted or like had a, you know, a, something in the on the bulletin board. But he would always like I, I once dropped my I once accidentally threw out eight paychecks like NBC would pay me for every TV show separately. So I, I never deposited them for some reason. So I accidentally threw uh, the well, Adam you have plenty of money. So why would you <laughs> deposit? Checks? Well, it was one day's work. It wasn't it wasn't like paying my bills, but they they uh, I, I had them in like a plastic bag and I accidentally threw it out thing. It was garbage. He went through like the possibly rat infested garbage and found them for me i my keys th- fell through the ele- elevator shaft he shut down the elevator to get my keys like so i only have good landlord stories he was it very is nice not me. a surprise to me in the slightest that you bumble your way through an apartment and like have to mm-hmm. have to have a, someone go through trash to yeah get i mean everyone stubs. is my mom basically that's how i live yeah. my life <laughs> my super is my mom my super is my mom <laughs> Um, all right. So Jess once again revives the cupcakes. I-, I would like to suggest that maybe this is the same batch she tried to woo Julia with. Yeah, that's uh, very looks possible. Looks to be the same. Yeah, they look a little gross and fitting for this damp uh, landlord's, you know. Office. I died because I don't know how people feel about this, but like my super landlord, whatever, like ha- like every building I've lived in, like there's like an office and sort of the basement and I've never been in it, but it does, like, if I were to have a mental picture of it, it would be this, like, ridiculous hole in the basement where he's, like, fashioning a broom into a spear. Like, as ridiculous as this was, I feel like this would be my imagination of, like, a curmudgeon landlord. Yeah, I think so. I, I th- I've been in one or two of these places, and they're not this dark, but it's like, oh, you never want to work there. 
Any uh, highlights of the uh, decor in in Remy's office? It's like, oh, you have it. You know, she says you have uh, a really uh, interesting, uh, you know, and then it's a bucket of gasoline. I love that. And she's like, oh, this bucket of gasoline, super practical. <laughs> that like that got me. I love that. I also like the stick figure drawing. Uh, how old are your kids? Oh, I drew that. That's me and my ex-wife. That is funny. <laughs> Um, but the landlord who I don't believe, I don't know if we've named, but his name is Remy. The actor's really good. Like this is, he knocks this role out of the park, I think. So here's something interesting. And this is my, maybe for the first time proving my level of new girl fandom. I have mentioned that I like to watch, uh, Pally Fest video, Pally, I always pronounce it wrong. Adam Pally Fest. Yeah. Every year oh, they have a fest. I'll attend that. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Pally Fest. <laughs> steal uh, away, steal him away from his, uh, you know, okay, fine. Forget it. Last theory. <laughs> Breaking All right, away. relax. Lash theory, violations of lash theory are good. It's not an insult. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Anyway, I I aspire to be in a violation of lash theory. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Um. So I watch a lot of videos, uh, clips on YouTube of my of the shows I like, and I remembered seeing a clip that was referenced this episode. So I went back and watched that clip for this uh, for this episode. And the actor who plays Remy was cast four hours before they started filming. So he literally, like, had no notice and just jumped in and absolutely smashed it. Um, so what's interesting is I think the way shows – the way sitcoms work is because, the, like, the before they film it, like, it's not fully written that far in advance. A lot of sitcoms are casting. I'm sure if we – you know, t- uh, tweeted at 30 different guest stars on Seinfeld. Many of them who appeared once probably were hired a day or two before the, before the, yeah, you know, the four shoot. hours. Yeah. Is so wild. probably what happened is they fired, um, they fired somebody else. So they realized someone else wasn't working after one scene and they went to him. That's my guess. All I have is what they said, which yeah. is he was cast. Super well, they wouldn't tell minute. him that they would, you know, they might not uh... even tell his agent that, but yeah, uh, but he he's amazing. Uh, my I guess like the is, world where you know what happened, but his agent couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I I think I'm not saying he was like, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. earmuffs. You probably someone got fired. I'm not saying his agent doesn't know, but I'm saying they <laughs> they may not have told him. Like I'm sure he could intuit it, but I'm saying like you know, or his agent doesn't tell him. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he's great. My guess is we don't see him again. Okay. That's my guess. I don't know why. He's not a big-name actor, so he's certainly available literally on four hours' notice. Uh, but I'm going to guess we don't see Remy again. I, f- I feel like his story arc has wrapped up, but I don't know. I mean, they do, you know, jumping ahead to the very last scene where he's like, my door's always open. It sort of ends with, like, uh, I'm available. But what is interesting is in the Paley Fest videos, they were like, am I pronouncing it wrong? No, you got it. You, you, okay. Yeah. In the videos... They do like they get asked that and they're like, who knows? Like, I think even at this time, whenever that was, they don't know if they're ever going to see him again. Like, I think he's a character they could draw upon. But you're absolutely right. There's nothing lingering where they need to draw upon him again. Um. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But the door is always open and he means the back door for Nick. So we'll see if that, uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, <laughs> but OK, so. He just stupidly spills the beans that or I shouldn't say stupidly, inadvertently spills the beans that they are one person over their occupancy. And I love this scene so much when Remy comes up 
And they like mobilize. We've been training for this. They toss Schmidt's mattress off the balcony. He pretends to be like some French exchange student or whatever, like some French tourist. And I just to me, I love the comedy of this scene. Um. Yeah. It is. It is. It is very good. I have no idea why Schmidt comes back in the room. Like, why can't he go for a walk or go to the store or something? Completely insane. Yeah. It, like, it's truly. Yeah. Insane. They should have been so. Like at that point, they almost deserve to lose the apartment. It's such a bad move by. It's like, oh, you just, you know, um, I was going to make an Among Us reference because that's our entire lives right now, but I'm going to, I Speak stopped. for yourself. I'm living, baby. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You're only playing five <laughs> nights a week, unlike my six. <laughs> I can't remember the last night other than Friday night that we didn't play, but fair. It's not your life. Okay. <laughs> now I'm trying to think, did I play Friday night while you You probably did. Well, you probably, yeah, I just can't for Shabbat. You probably did. I don't think, I like don't tend to play without you. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it okay, is, a, it, it is a, no, it's a, I don't think people need our Among Us talk. It, it is a very <laughs> funny scene. Uh, and I like the idea at the end. He's like, I don't care. Like he's not, they call him yeah. the landlord, but I really think he, he doesn't own the place. Right. I think he, I think he is the super or like he works for the landlord. Yeah. I mean, it would be a very strange setup in a building like that. Yeah. He'd be very wealthy. He, your landlord in an office expected to fix repairs, but it's not impossible. Um, right? Am I crazy? Like, he would be fabulously wealthy if he owned, like, uh, you know, a building with an elevator in Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting question. It's sort of like, maybe, I mean, we've, we've speculated already, like, what could their rent possibly be that mm-hmm. all, they, like, Nick makes enough money to live there, although probably heavily subsidized by Winston. Yeah. By the way, can uh, we so, talk for, uh, uh, you said, Schmidt, sorry. yeah, Schmidt, Schmidt, I like the, the theme here as we can start talking about his, uh, you know, him being super into his boss and seeing if she reciprocates it. Uh, he is both a power player in this office and uh, an administrative assistant. He's always doing like, you know, like office work uh, that would normally be handled by someone, you know, like a secretary type person. Hey, uh, can you organize my files like Schmidt? Can you set up the, you know, the, the PowerPoint for the call to the, I mean, the, the link for the call to Japan? Like Schmidt is is essentially like the lackey to to is she the CEO or is she the CFO? Uh, I think she's the CFO. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting that you say this is like part of me wonders if and I wish Hannah was here for many reasons, but one of them is to ask her this: like, if comedy writers are not coming from sort of office jobs, like to me, what Schmidt does in an office is what like. My mom, who's a teacher who's never worked in an office, might think someone does in an office. You know, like, it's sort of like the stereotypical, like, office boy responsibilities. But that's also, like, what reads on TV, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he's not going to be doing, like, serious work. I think it's also partly, like, Schmidt's, you know, the fact that he wants to be accepted so badly. The fact that he's the only man. He ends up having to be, like, sexy Santa all the time. Like, he's probably doing jobs, like quote-unquote beneath his level but like that just that's how he's treated in the office uh it is interesting because also you would assume i mean it seems like a big office there has to be at bare minimum dozens of people working in this office right possibly much more well look at the event they've had like work events right like 100 people so he is a single guy on the prowl you would assume that there would be just by the law of averages a dozen women at a time throwing themselves at him Unless he's... I mean, at work, like yeah. yeah. I mean, he does. We did. We've only seen twelve episodes, and he slept with someone from work in one of them. True. That's a lot for work. That's <laughs> like... true. Yeah, once every twelve episodes is a lot for someone from work. 
Um, but okay, I want to get back to Remy's entrance. You alluded to this in the beginning when he comes in and says, hi, coach. Hi, Brad. And uh, Robbie Freeman said, the hey, coach joke is very funny, but what are the actual chances that the landlord knew coach's name? In addition, IMDB trivia says Remy greets Nick and Winston as Coach and Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad is Damon Wayans Jr.'s character name on Happy Endings. Yeah, that's a nice little Easter egg. That's very funny. Did you notice? I didn't notice that at all. I knew that it was a fake name, it. but didn't it didn't hit me that it was. Uh, I, and now that you say it, I do know that it's his name. But yeah, I, it didn't occur to me at all. That is a very funny like inside joke of the for the writers to have put in. Yeah, totally. Um. But okay, what do you think of uh, Schmidt's sexy, uh, sexually charged zero gravity tea ceremony that Remy uh, happens upon in Schmidt's old room, the small room's closet? Yeah, they, they did a nice job of making that look as like creepy as possible. It's purple. There's a lot going on there. Hard to tell. Uh, the highlight of, of it, is, of course, is some sort of like self-diary where he makes his New Year's resolutions for 2007, which is five years ago. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to that. I mean, I had that sort of I know he doesn't really it's not a C story. Winston's story is sort of just like an addition to the B story, sadly. But uh, Nate K says, is Winston finding a piece of paper in the sex closet? The shortest intro to a C plot ever. Never mind. This was actually part of the B plot. <laughs> I liked the evolution of uh, the downgrade from C to B. Uh, yeah. No. I, and Winston. Uh, yeah. Winston's. In, I mean, Cece has more of a story that she's going on a boat and that's never referenced again than Winston does. <laughs> um, I did like begin the search for the cocoon that will one day release your butterfly. Yeah. No, there's a lot of funny stuff in there. Uh, just decide which which color Crocs to wear, which comes later is funny. That's relatable. Mm-hmm. I decided to order Croc slides at the Bay Name Quarantine and it did take me a long time to decide the color. So I've connected. And what you end deeply. up with? I ended up with mint green because uh, this Kirsten McGinnis will understand. Uh, Sophie Clark from Survivor posted lime green Crocs on her Instagram, mm-hmm. and be- Sophie had green Crocs, so I had to buy green Crocs. So I only I have two Crocs. two black pair. That's all I have. I mean, if you're gonna wear Crocs, like wear Crocs. Mm-hmm. Like who wears black? Are you trying to look sleek in your rubber shoes? No, but the thing is, we wear non-leather shoes on uh, two days a year, including Yom Kippur. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like it's to make me look not Jewish. No, but it's like it, I, like I'm gonna show up at synagogue in my lime Crocs. It's like a weird look. You First, know? you call me anti-Semitic. <laughs> then it's because I don't know the rules of being Jewish. Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh, Matt Stewart says, "Do you ever set New Year's resolutions? And do you ever reach them?" I, you know, speaking of Jewish. Uh, do, like that's not a Rosh Hashanah thing, but like, do you do New Year's resolutions with like the, what is it called? What calendar are we on? The the lunar calendar? What's fifty seven eighty one resolutions? No. <laughs> do you do do you do no? I've never done. I've I mean no. I'm. Is that because you're Jewish or because you you've achieved peak greatness and there's nothing to? I, about yeah, I can only knock things off the list. No, I just think I'm like not ambitious enough to do it, and I'm too lazy. What do you? I I do a lot of resolutions on my birthday just internally. Well, I've never said this on a podcast before. Um, I like to like set a, a tone on my birthday annually. Like this is the year I'm going to just like be this or do this. This will be, you know, it's, it's entirely too personal to discuss. But like, all right, I'm 27 and I'm going to start doing this. To be clear, that approach. was an old resolution just in case people are like, oh, wow, she's young. That, yeah, no, to be clear, I'm 29, happily 29 and a half, no shame, zero shame. Um, 
So, so I do that. I think I like make New Year's resolutions. I never voice them publicly. It's just sort of like, again, another opportunity to say like, I'm going to make this, take this approach. Do I ever keep them? Absolutely not. The birthday ones I tend to, cause it's not like I'm going to stop eating bagels. Like mm-hmm. that's never going to happen. It's more just like an attitude towards the year. Okay. That's fair. I, I think that's a good, I, 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 if I thought of something, I would. But mine would be stupid. Like, let's, you know, get more invested into, like, minor sports or keep drinking <laughs> Diet Coke. Coke Zero. Yeah, that's – I mean, keep keeping up something is not a resolution. Mm. I mean, you were, res- you, were, you were resolving you to do it. You resolved to <laughs> – Never think, miss a day um, of Coke Zero. Like, that is a resolution. I can't even pretend that this is relevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. But Jew to Jew, how upset are you that we don't give something up for Lent? Zero upset. I'm very bad with, with, like, what would you give up? If if I had to give up Coke Zero, Oh, my God. People give up eating after 9 o'clock or, like, you know, I know it's like you're supposed to do, like, get sugar or whatever. I would get the biggest head start on, like, a healthy diet for 40 days because, like, the only time I don't eat leaven products is Passover. Do I think I'm going to get smote if I eat a bagel on Passover? No. Do I go the eight days? Absolutely. Like, if I observed Lent, I would do 40 days clean of whatever garbage I decided to give up. I know I'm sorry to be disrespectful. I know that's not the point of Lent, but I have always felt I would crush Lent. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed. This people, some people envy Christmas. I envy Lent, baby. I, I see. I didn't know it was forty days. I thought it was a month till you just said it. That's a lot. I, I mean, I might be wrong. I think it's forty days. <sighs> wow. Um, I think I'd give up chocolate because I don't like chocolate. Is that a hot take? I feel like I'm really establishing a good hot takeoff content for your Renat podcast. Mm-hmm. Jews should do. Lent. I envy Lent. Lent <laughs> yeah. is the best Christian holiday. That's uh-huh. a pretty. Hot I think take. Lent's probably Catholic, right? Is it just for Catholics? I don't know. I'm going to remain ignorant when I, I could know? Google I mean, it in this two is seconds. Like you and I, I yeah, it's no too bad we banned this. we banned uh, you know Jesus. No, we didn't from ban anything. <laughs> we didn't ban anything. And also, again, I hope that this is taken uh, that I I have a reverence towards the holiday, and I hope I'm not being disrespectful. But if I am, you're welcome to at me on this. Yeah, men included, you can at me. Although I think next week we may have a, a non-Semitic guest, so who knows. We're not doing that. Like, <laughs> you should stop trying to make this happen. Okay, wait. Can I say like something though? Just so you double and triple down. I um, I think I'd give up meat for for Lent. Well, that's already built in. Oh, you can have meat on like the Lent on Fridays or something. This is oh like, on Fridays. Two Jews explain terribly. Yeah, imagine uh, if it was like Lent two rules. two like uh, Catholic people trying to like figure out what what like uh, Purim is or something. I would listen to that. Yeah, that would be good. So uh, Good Friday and all Fridays of Lent, everyone age 21 and up must abstain from consuming meat. I mean, bam, baby. That's easy. Who knows Lent better than me? No one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. That's, and Ash Wednesday. That's five or six Fridays. Like, that's not a big deal. We, f- I fully fast six times a year. Like, I could give up meat for sure. But I think what if you gave up. So can you still, because you're giving up on Fridays, can you still give up meat for all 40 days of Lent? I mean, I can't speak for an observant. Per- like, I can only probably speak. To the level of observance that I would be, I am of Jewish law. Like, I, I can't speak for, like, the Akiva equivalent for mm-hmm. Christianity. It's like the but, freaking like, my friends kind of just do whatever. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I gave up. You're supposed to give up something that would be, like, a real sacrifice. Sure. But I feel like all of my friends use it to, like, give up something that's bad for you. But it's still a sacrifice. They like doing it. Um, 
So I, I can't really opine on that. And yeah, I let us know. Canceled. Let let us know. But like, would it have to be my favorite thing? Like, do would I have to give up Twizzlers for Lent or can? I think you can do. I, I think what you can't do is like, I'm allergic to dairy, so I'm gonna give up. Of course, dairy. that's crazy. Nobody would do that. I, Although I mean, ironically, it would be more likely to be out. You're, you're acting like Jews, like really kill it. No, but it, it's like, funny because it it would be. But at that point, just don't do anything. Uh, it's funny because our people would be. Oh, much, you're gonna talk about? You tell people how to observe? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just funny because our people would be much more likely to be allergic to dairy, but we don't do Lent. Um, I handle dairy like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that clip, baby. Um, all right. <laughs> um. So, all right, so Remy's here playing Mr. Fix-It, bonding with Jess. Nick is starting to get sus that, like, he's trying to get with Jess, that Remy is trying to get with Jess. I, I would ask you if you think that he has, there's merit to this, but, like, obviously there is. <laughs> he's, like, being very gross. Yeah, he's being gross. Uh, I did think that it would be a little sitcom-y if Jess was right and that at the end of the day his intentions were pure Right. And that Nick was wrong. Uh, but, you know, that wouldn't have worked comedically. It leads to some very funny and interesting things. Uh, but I did. That was my guess that Nick was going to be right. That maybe like they would keep misunderstanding, you know, standing things for innuendo. But in reality, Remy was not interested in her, but he really was interested in them. What would be funny is if Remy was not interested in Jess and only interested in Nick. Like that would be a fun twist. Yeah. But I think where they ended up is the most absurd of, of all of the, the but I think they did nail that. You don't think they nailed that scene? I think, which we'll, we could talk about in a minute. Oh, but I, think, I they think they absolutely nailed the scene. It's the scene is what I remember from to- the Pali festival because it was just so memorable, the scene and them talking about it. So we're not done yet. Yeah. I, I also um, love when yeah. he's like, when she refers to him as Remy and he's like, well, have they found me? How do you know my name? And it's like, <laughs> uh, you have a tattoo that says, hello, my name is Remy. <laughs> so I took the shot. <laughs> I, I do love that. Um, so it ends up with Jess inviting Remy for dinner. I love this moment. It's like a small moment, but when everyone says no and Remy says it'll just be me and Jess then, and he's like, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll be there watching you. And I love suspicious Nick. It's my favorite Nick. Yeah, that is funny, and that probably leads uh, Remy to think that he's interested in him too. And like Remy he's not even like sort of bring it up. From right. the basement. Like oh, Remy is not bringing up that like he thinks that it's going to be the three of them. Like, he he assumes that that's their intentions. Yeah, as as gross as Remy is, or or as much as he's misread the vibe, I don't think he's like a predator. Like I think right. he is feeling the vibe mm-hmm. and is vulnerable and like you know doesn't talk to a lot of people and then like gets this kindness and mistakes the kindness from them because because during the dinner and afterwards like Nick loosens up and they're like having a good time together that doesn't mean take your pants off anytime you're having a good time with people but um I don't think he's like yeah now we're gonna have like he's he's like I think he's earnestly thinking like that was the vibe and if they had just said like oh no man that's not the vibe he would be like oh okay (laughs) I don't think he was like right he said he's never done that before then he was really controlling. I mean, he said Nick was the underpants captain, but I feel like Ren- Remy had the cape on. <laughs> Is that a thing? An underpants? Why are you asking me? <laughs> I'm asking our listeners. I don't know. Um, uh, we should ask. We know who we should ask. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wrote down uh, Nick, Nick uh, various things he thinks means that his boss loves him. His files need sorting. She needs to clean up his hard drive. 
Well, wait, hold on. Let's get to that later. Let's tie up okay, at least the, this scene before okay. we jump into the next one. Uh, so I, I love Nick's let's get weird and toss the ball around. Justin Ramsey says, I think this is a critical question that, that has come to my mind often while watching this episode. How was having a threesome with the landlord supposed to prove that Nick or Jess was right or wrong? For anyone who hasn't watched the episode, basically, after Remy suggests the threesome, Nick and Jess go along with it sort of in spite of each other, trying playing chicken, trying to see who will back out first because somehow that proves who was right that people are fundamentally good or not. Uh, Akiva, how does that... Did you sort of see how that hangs together. Yeah, I, it's really more of a who's right thing, right? It doesn't mean he's fundamentally good if he's not interested in her necessarily uh, or vice versa if he is maybe but I do think that is the sort of extrapolation from the cold open. That's yeah. like Nick says people are bad. He's only here for sex. Jess says people are good. He's here to help with things. Yeah, of course, that's not sort of black and white, but I think that's what they want you to see. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it does work, I think. Um, and not that he's irredeemable because he does this. I mean, he is probably irredeemable, but not just because of this and not that he would be perfect if he wasn't interested. But, um, yeah, I, I was, I mean, I, I definitely thought, uh, Jess would be, would be right. And she wasn't, I do like that. She doesn't always have to be the hero. I think it is a good quality early on through the first half of season one that like she can lose. She can look a little bit, you know. She can. She doesn't have to win every battle against Julia. She doesn't have. You know. She doesn't always have to be the the hero of our story. See, that's interesting because I almost don't think she's losing here by being wrong. Like, she's still the nice person who like believes in people and believes in Remy and showed Remy kindness in a way that the guys couldn't. So it's actually it's interesting to receive that as she lost because I guess she did because Nick was right. Uh, but I don't think she comes away looking bad. Maybe it just continues her sort of cartoony ignorance or naivete. But I, I agree with Justin's question in the sense that it it's sort of a loose thread, but it does ultimately for me hang together. That, But it, it takes a second. I, I like almost loses it, but gets there for me in terms of why it matters if they're right or wrong, if Remy wants to sleep with them or not, or if they go through with the three. Like, why have to go through with it, really? Why do they have to go through with it to prove it? Like, the game of chicken sort of seems out of place, but it was funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny. I mean, listen, a lot of this is the serve comedy, which is fine. The episodes are getting funnier. and I think, Same with me, baby. Yes. <laughs> a lot of this whole thing is to serve it comedy. It is true. It is true. You should get a shirt that says that. Um, you make me a tote bag. Yeah. Some people serve looks. You're just serving comedy. Oh, wow. That's rude. <laughs> no, I mean, you're also, maybe you're serving looks. I don't I'm know. I'm just serving comedy is what you said. <laughs> with, yeah. <laughs> like, you were like, you're also, maybe you are <laughs> serving looks. <laughs> The jury is still. I out. mean, I don't know. Um, what do I know? Um, okay, Nate K says, "Who's worse at reading the room, Remy or Schmidt? I'll add or Akiva." I'm pretty bad at reading the room. Am I really? I don't know. Am I always bad? <laughs> you couldn't even just read your own room. That's true. I do whenever there. Whenever we have to make a decision, like we get down in in Among Us, uh, and there's four people left, and you know you and one other person are not it, and you just have to make a fifty fifty decision. I'm batting zero for my life, right on those decisions. I think. So. You need to stop talking about Among Us. <laughs> okay. I'm worried about yeah, you, friend. Yeah, you should be. Uh, uh, but Remy and Schmidt, it's it's a very funny sort of segue into the next scene, but I'm going to stop us because I don't care about Flo, obviously. Um, on the, the Pally Fest panel, Liz Mer Merriweather says that she was doing work on the scene and then the 
what's the like take me i'm away i'm away the, what that song that's playing mm-hmm. is that song came up on pandora and she was like this is good <laughs> like i just love knowing that that one of the funniest parts of the scene was because of pandora playing the song that is funny i wonder I, I i feel like that song gets placed in so many shows right um i don't know i wonder if it's expensive so you don't buy the story no i do i do a little I do. too cute no no, no. I, th- I, I do buy it um you know you always say on the seinfeld podcast i was able to do all of this research and look at all of these bonus things because i wasn't spoiled and now i can't do any of that which puts it on me and claims makes it seem like i'm not doing my work i was so happy to come in that i had this clip with extra information and you got a problem with every i have no problem point. honestly i was googling the name of the song i was trying what do you know the name of the song I, i'm, I'm s- it's like on my way yeah, we know how it goes. I mean, can you sing? Do you have Shazam on your phone? Can you sing it into Shazam? And uh, do you think for a, that there's a world where Shazam would recognize my cat That's dying the bit. voice? That's the bit. I think. Um. Okay. Well, it's by the Righteous Roots. The Rusted Root. Rusted Root. Rusted Roots. I mean, well, why did I say right, Righteous? That would be fun. Um. And I think it's called "On My Way." Send me on my way. Um. Okay. Should we end the episode with that song? I think we should end the episode right now. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> On my way. <laughs> Is that your karaoke song? No. I, you think as a person like me has a karaoke song, I can't sing. You don't do karaoke if you go to karaoke? I do it, but I don't have a go-to song mm-hmm. because it's not like I can hit the notes regardless. So I just, you know, do, I read the room. Mm-hmm. You mean you just read the words on the screen? Um, <laughs> I like Remy on the double flute, the actor hitting the... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whistling probably doesn't work in a podcast. All right. So let's get to Schmidt. Speaking of not reading the room, Nate K with a great opening question. Yikes. What's Schmidt's problem? It is weird because like the signs are not, even though he's right, the signs are not so overt. So like my files need sorting. Please clean up my hard drive, all that stuff. Like it's not even a double entendre. He's just like putting it in his head. And like, yes, she does like him, but it's a little weird. I thought the scene where he decides he's just going to make a move in the parking lot at 2 a.m., which, by the way, we didn't know it's the parking lot at 2 a.m. necessarily, I don't think. We find that afterwards. And he just runs across uh, the whole parking lot like a taxer, and she and she's okay with it. And then he ends up getting arrested because people are just watching a muted uh, security cam, and they t- and like they tackle and arrest him. I thought that scene was very poorly directed. I just thought it was like a sloppy, weird oh. scene. I don't know. Keep a Winnegar, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um... Look, this is one of, is this the worst storyline we've discussed so far? I mean, it's insane from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I, it's very unlikable for Schmidt to me. Uh, they do do the setup that, like, it's his thing that he thinks people are hitting on him at all times when there's no innuendo. But to me, that would mean that he's wrong about his boss. Like, it didn't make sense that his whole shtick is like, oh, the UPS man says he has a package for me, and that obviously means he's into me. And then he's correct about the boss. Um, Nate K says, what happened to the pregnant boss that Winston was going to nanny for at the Christmas party? Some sort of confusion on between Kim and that other woman. Who's who? They're both his superiors. I mean, that's clear. Yeah, one's just his direct boss. I guess this is the CFO. I don't think the other one's the CEO, right? I think it's just his direct boss. I don't even know, honestly. I'm who is sure the bigger character, that one or this one? in the show i don't remember remember i thought like there was a continuity issue because elvin yeah. was going to show up and and he shows up immediately after i thought it was like season right. five so as far as we I know think... winston is still nanning him off screen 
Like, no, he never took the job. She was oh, just okay. like, call me if you want a lot of That's money. Weird. Do you think he's going to take the job or we're never? Gonna I mean, I, I mean, I thought maybe we would because like it seemed pretty official. Like, OK, he has some sort of side job, but maybe we never maybe we never hear about we'll it. See, um, I think probably Kim. I feel like Kim's in more scenes than because I don't even remember the other woman's name. A couple other funny things I wrote down. Uh, one, some of the some of the things in his resolutions. Uh, get people to call me Game Time Jones. I do like that name. So we have a question from Matt Stewart that says, uh, um, "I think in honor of Mr. Finish, Game Time Jones, and the hookup hookuperator, <laughs> uh, Allie needs a nickname." Um, I mean, I've Watch given yourself. you some nickname. I mean, Sally Splasher was good. I hate I, that. you don't like it. Um, I guess the hook operator's taken. Game time Jones is not. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be perfect. For uh, me. The game time Jones is. What would you do? Game time? No, game time. Like, um, what do you think? Can well, we? I'm gonna give can we take suggestions? Are you kidding me? Put money in the jar right can now. Can we take suggestions for next week, and we'll pick a nickname for you next week? Yeah, more likely, I think you should be thinking about okay, it because I don't think we're gonna get suggestions. But yes, of course, people are welcome to. Next week you will get. Will you agree to uh, allow that to be your nickname, no matter what it is, or do you have a veto? I mean, I've listened to you give nicknames, and uh, what are my I'm bad nicknames? What's by... bad? No, well, SpongeBob Matt's not great, and also you and Clarence and Chester gave nicknames, and ooh. oh yeah, um, my <laughs> yeah, well, but I yeah, I would trust. What you about? To give but me I have a lot of nicknames. What, what about the nicknames people have given me, like Three Nicker Wheels? Uh, aren't those self-given nicknames? Well, only Uncle Kiva is self-given. <laughs> Just the creepiest yes, one to the be self-given. one that like, my kids cringe off like. Uh, I want to get Noam to start calling you Uncle Kiva. I think that would be so funny. I don't know. If your kid calls you, you I, Uncle What is he, home, like Bart Simpson? He's going to call him by my first name? <laughs> yeah. Well, Uncle Kiva's not your first name. It's familial. I don't know. Did you ever call your dad by his first name? Like, it's a weird move. Well, my mom's nickname is The Jude. So you, you call her that to, your, to her face? Look. Absolutely. I mean, not all the and time. And her name is Judy. But I'm like, oh, it's the Jude, mm-hmm. and she like laughs. Not because like, not that's not like uh, whatever. And people always think it's a Jewish mm-hmm. thing. All right, let's move yes. on. Um, but yeah, okay. So Cece and Schmidt have a weird moment I liked it, yeah. where I, I did love the Greg Kinnear boat stuff. To me, like New Girl does that really well, where there's these like random moments that don't need to be there but are very funny. Of I'm going on a party on Greg Kinnear's boat. Schmidt instantly, Neptune's Folly? (laughs) That's very funny. Like he knows the boat. Greg Kinnear's not going to be there. I do think this is not a very LA show. This show could easily take place in Chicago or New York City for the most part. So I do like stuff like that where it's like they're incorporating celebrities into the universe. I hope they do it more. This show is. Are you a big Greg Kinnear guy? No, not particularly. But I do think that this. (laughs) I only know him from as good as it gets. Like, I do think. You don't know him from You've Got Mail? No, I've never seen You've Got Mail. The horn. The horn. Okay. It sounds so forlorn. I don't. I haven't seen You've Got Mail in years, but I always remembered that part. Anyway, who cares? I'll edit that. I'm not a big. No, you should keep it in. Um. It'll make me look better. I think the, <laughs> I think anything for you. Uh, yeah, I I do think they should put more LA culture in, like Hollywood parties. Uh, the show should be entourage, is what I'm saying. They should. Well, who are they? Like, what are they going to Hollywood party? Like, Cece is, and so well, that that's maybe what I'm will saying. change. Yeah. But like, 
she's going to she's going to Neptune's Folly. But okay, so Schmidt confides in Cece about the pre-sex marathon. I this, as douchey as it is, made me laugh a lot. He's like, I'm in this pre-sex marathon, I'm cramping up, my toenails are falling off, I'm peeing down my leg, and I can't get to the finish line. For some reason, this killed me. Maybe I'm disgusting. No, it's very funny. Um, I, I like that Cece's like, I know exactly what you mean, and gives him like very direct <laughs> advice. That is funny. Well, Matt Stewart says, does Cece's comment about the least sexy thing being a guy asking permission to kiss you hold up in 2020? Or is that men writing for women? And Justin Ramsey says, has anyone ever given worse advice than Cece's <laughs> yes. advice to Schmidt? Yeah, I think that's, that doesn't really hold up eight years later. Um, I, and also the least sexy thing he says is uh, starting a croissant blog. <laughs> yeah, it's not great advice. I, I, I mean, you could speak to it. I don't think that's good advice, right? Um, yeah, it's tough. Our friends on The Bachelor wrap up, I feel like, are the ones to ask, and, and hopefully we're going to have Haley Strong on So they're week, the so kissing consultants, you're saying. We should, yeah, we'll table it and ask her. Well, no, I, I mean, that happens a lot on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and uh, they used to talk about it a lot of, like, how cringy it is when a guy's like, can I kiss you? And now we're in a moment where it's like, yeah, consent is great. Consent should always have been great, um, or not great, mandatory, um, and it's a delicate balance for any person to know sort of like, you know, it's like seeking consent is sexy. Yes. Are we still in a place where mentally it, you cringe if someone's like, can I kiss you in a weird way? Probably. So I think it's bad advice, especially when it's your boss and Schmidt like does it in a parking lot running over and being like, I want you right now. Like, yeah, that's terrible. The result. Mm -hmm. I think the way CC delivers the information is also terrible, but I do think we're in this weird in between where like, yeah, like traditionally you don't want to be asked if you want, like, can I kiss you? That's like a, a joke people right. make. But no, we should normalize that. So I so I get sort of the tension, but yeah, the the advice as it was given does not hold up. Uh, okay, interesting. I don't know anything. I mean, I'm famous. Kelly yeah. is about to at me so hard on this key, I can't even <laughs> tell you, and I welcome it. Please text me, Kelly. I know you uh, will. Yeah, and this, uh, Renap, <laughs> I'm famously anti-kissing, so. Well, yeah, you really were ahead of the mm -hmm. curve as far as the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. And just all sort of like, everyone get away from me. Um, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the ladies love him. Ladies love Keeve. LL Keeve. I thought it was cool Keevy. Um, LL Cool Keeve. Yeah, I, I, another thing, uh, he only thinks about the hot uh, new CFO uh, every other time. Yeah, isn't that wild that that's like he goes mm -hmm. in to like make good on this like horribly embarrassing moment for both of them. And he's like, I've wanted to do this forever. Look, I wrote this really creepy sexual harassment bit in my notes about you in, 20, in 2007. Yeah, to prove it. That's such a, like, uh, I don't want to say it's like um, it's like a spreadsheet guy thing, but it is a spreadsheet guy thing. It's like, look, I really felt this way five years ago, you know? Like, anytime you're like, look at these old emails to prove that I, I used to be into you, especially in the way he does it, uh, that he's like, you know, master of his domain, that it, I, don't, I don't think he's really... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the way to to you know get to her heart. But what do I know? Um, and then the Tokyo call thing again just gets more and more ridiculous. I think that part uh, sucks. Someone honestly. asked the end part, and you could explain how it. Of ends, course, it sucks. it sucks. No, go go. Please go ahead. No, uh, she says the final innuendo was like, "Hey, go dial into the Tokyo conference call," which is a callback to the very beginning of the episode where he does in fact have eleven a.m. Tokyo conference call, and um, and he just goes into the meeting and takes off all his clothes into this giant conference room that probably has windows or. You know, is not locked, 
Uh, and I guess he's expecting his boss to like be on the other side on a video. She never sees it. Just a a, a team of twenty executives in Tokyo are just watching, very disturbed and confused. There's really no payoff to the punchline there. It's weird. They should have come up with something else. Um, I totally agree with that. Matt Stewart says, uh, and this is sort of like, will the plot continue here? Um, will does Schmidt lose his job after dialing into the co- to- the Tokyo call in underwear? I don't think so. I do like that. He, he, what did he call the the company? Astrat because source uh, sort yeah associated yeah. strategies. Astrat. <laughs> he does have a nickname for everything. I mean, he should be fired for all of this activity. A hundred percent. Seems like his job is a terrible place to work. I mean, not for him, but for most people. Mm-hmm. Like the fact. I mean, the sexy Santa thing. She, her, she, her his boss should be fired for that. So. Uh, the the office conditions of uh, the office culture of Schmidt's job is does not hold up also in 2020 or really anytime. I would agree I would agree and you know usually when people say uh, they need more diversity in the office they don't need more men but it is strange that there's an office with one man maybe maybe he's just losing his mind here um, one funny part of this, and again, it's sort of a needle in the haystack to find the laugh. Schmidt's doing push-ups, and he counts to four in Japanese. Yeah, that Japanese, is funny, and then he gives and up. And then switches that to is five and funny, six. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, we've we've crushed it, honestly. Let's get to our several hours of segments that we have. Um, also, I feel like I should say this. I keep saying, will the plot lines run as the name of the segment? And that's a reference to, like, a determination on ownership rights in property law. And it's like, does the blank run with the land? And I feel like I've accidentally incepted that here. So if someone could think of a better segment name than me saying, will the plot lines run? That like that doesn't make any sense. And honestly, actively. Yeah, the normies me. probably so won't know what you're talking about. So that, that's fair. If we could come up with something better, that would be fantastic. But you already dressed. Do we see Remy again? Uh, you think Kim and Schmidt, what happens with them? I think we see Kim again, but I don't think it's like a continuation of this storyline necessarily. I think we'll see her. All right, well, spoiler alert, you asked me who was more of a major character, so you don't get credit for that. Uh, but you don't, do you think they hook up? Do you think they, anything romantic? No, yes. I'm going to guess no, and if they do, it's not for a while, maybe. I don't know. Don't worry about it. No one's tracking this. (laughs) Yeah. Who's the actress who plays her again? I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> Matt Stewart says, where is Julia through all of this? Uh, and where is Shelby? I'll add. Do you, so do you think that your predictions that both of those women would make appearances again is over as a result of this episode or they're just skipping around? What do you think? Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. It's like, but, but are they? Of course, you're not sure. That's the point. Like, of are this. the actresses available? I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what it goes. It's like you're playing fantasy football and you don't make a team because you're not sure of what's going to happen. Like that's you're making predictions. So you're asking who? Like when's it, when's she going to show up again? What's the question? Okay, sorry. I looked up the actor who plays Kim, Jillian Vigman. Yeah, I don't know her. Uh, I don't. I guess we did not talk about her. Okay. Um, the question is like. You previously, I know I said no one's tracking it, but you previously predicted that we would see Julia and we would see Shelby again. Winston's girl from last episode and Nick's girl from last episode. We have reached another episode. We have not seen or heard mention of either of those women. Do you think we're done with them or are they going to make, do you still feel confident that the storylines are going to get Yes, and again, we don't even know when it's, um, 
we don't even know like when these episodes are filmed. So like having somebody not show up for one or two episodes is nothing in a sitcom. I do think that they will continue. Okay, Neil M says, which of the core four would make the best new girl or guy in your household? Like who who would be the best roommate? Is that the question? Take it as you will. You have such problems with the question. I think Winston is like, the lowest mate. Be grateful anybody is making a, a, asking. I'm not. Us no, anything. I just I'm trying to understand the question. I think Winston would clearly be the most low maintenance roommate. The highest highs would be with Jess. I feel like she'd bake muffins and stuff. You Mara bakes all that. Uh, my uh, Ella Ella. You're bakes. not really missing anyone. Yeah, I mean I'm not looking well, to replace bakes. her, but I'm just saying. No, it's an addition. Yeah. I feel like you have that role filled. I I. For me, Nick, 100%. Mm-hmm. And what would his role be? Being Nick. Okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, this is interesting because you already sort of alluded to it. Kelly said, shouldn't this episode have been between the 23rd and the story of the 50? Winston and Cece have almost no role. Huge setbacks from the progress in Jess and Julia. And isn't Nick supposed to have a girlfriend when he's fully going to kiss Jess to prove she's Yeah, and this was filmed. This is 11 and that's 12 in the filming. So this was before Jess and Julia, which is one of the reasons why we don't see Julia. And I see the name of next week. So when we get there, maybe we will see Julia next week. Okay, well, congrats to you for looking ahead. Um, Yeah, no, I thought this was a genius call by Kelly. Absolutely, 100%. Definitely not something I think about. But when she said it, I was like, oh, yep, of course. Um, Eolan says, would the host feel that this is the most Seinfeld-esque episode to date? Maybe even a little a Larry Charles-style episode at times. Themes of parking, guns showing up, and Nick and Jess almost making out, but only to prove they were right about the landlord, uh, didn't quite cross the will-they-won't-they they threshold while teasing it. Yeah, I, I love the idea that they're committed to a bit. I, I like the stubbornness. I'd like to think, I, maybe not this specific scenario, but there are things I will do for stubbornness that are like, okay, like I will commit to the bit harder than you will. I, I think you're like that in some ways too, no? Is that a challenge? You think you're going to commit to a bit harder than That's what than I'm saying. Him? I think you're very good at this. Too. I'll get a face tattoo to beat you in <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I think you would. <laughs> you would. Uh, you would do something that only amuses you just to win the thing also. Like the... Um, so I think we're both like in the 90th. I, give me an example. What do you mean only? I'm saying like if there was something like you would win the contest just even if nobody else on earth cared, like just for your self-satisfaction that you that you out, uh, you know, like out committed to the bit another person. Do people do things for other reasons than their own self-gratification? Um, I'm not sure. But uh, I, I, I'd say, I think I'm like in the 90th percentile All here. for the glorification of your massive yeah. ego. <laughs> Put that on a That's t-shirt. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm in like the 90th percentile, but you're in like the 100th percentile here. So, um, Okay. Uh, thank you, maybe. Um, do we have a Garner Minute this yes, week? Yes, we do. Okay, so what has she been up to? I'll, I'll give you the last couple of weeks since they were planned and we didn't have it. Um, take that, Zoom school. Uh, Jennifer Garner baked some... Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I want to set a timer. Mm-hmm. A la 32 fans, and when a minute's you up, let me know. I'm just going to tell you what she's up to. Tell me when to start. So, okay, wait, hold on. Sorry, we didn't think this out because we've never really had a Garner run. Okay, so I'm hitting start now. Okay, um, so she Jennifer Garner uh, Instagram, take that, Zoom school. Her and, I guess, the kids uh, made this sort of apple fritters, like apple, like they would look like cinnamon buns, but they're apple. Uh, Ina Garden said, I want that. It looks amazing. Miss Judy Greer said, I'm on my way. Dang, I had an apple for breakfast. Uh, Yon Sky is into it. Octavia Spencer, she's loving it too. You have plenty of time. On National Boss Day a few weeks ago, <laughs> she she had her 
her her worker Mo tweet. Hey, this is Mo. Today's boss day. So if you're curious about life with Jennifer Garner's boss, here you go. Uh, and then it's just a bunch of texts in order from Jennifer Garner. Taking my pants off. Hot, too hot in pants. Bring scissors. Cut off pants. Burn jeans. This is all within a couple minutes. Peeing pants now. I can see you t- texting. Having that. a hard time with heat in pants and also pee. Peeing in heat pants. Um, so, and Octavia Spencer is really a reply guy on, on Jay Garn because she's on every one of these. Uh, she's got a lot of kids tackling her in another picture. There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the end okay. of the Garner Well, if minute. you like the Garner Minute, it won't be back next week if we have a guest, but in two weeks. Honestly, the Garner Minute's my new favorite segment of any yeah. And by the way, it has also. so little to do with New Girl that I, I do like it. And <laughs> it has nothing I to do with I do think, how about this? Jennifer Garner's, do you even- it, Jennifer Garner's at 9.9 million followers. Can we make like a big party when she gets to 10 million? Yeah, sure. We'll throw like what uh, does that even mean? A big party? We'll have a bonus episode. We'll, t- we'll do a full podcast deal. with the Garner. No, minute. not a full part, pod- but we will do a bonus episode when she gets the ten million that week. We'll do. We'll watch thirteen going on thirty and Alias. That's too much watching. <laughs> you want to watch thirteen going? We'll watch thirteen going on thirty when she gets to. We'll immediately we'll immediately transition into being an Alias rewatch podcast <laughs> whenever she hits it. We'll scrap New Girl. Okay. We will. We'll. How about we'll spin a Garner wheel and we'll watch one thing, or unless you just want to do thirteen <laughs> for thirty. Spin a Garner. Wheel. Um. <laughs> I'm just. Cr- what I loved about that, besides everything, the the sheer preparation was beautiful, but. The fact that you were starting to deliver it, and then once I put the minute on the clock, you were like, okay. Well, I had so much to get to. I forgot it's, the Garner Minute is, is literally just going to be a minute. Yeah, well, you know, it will spill over into next week. The Garner Minute is really good. All right, maybe we save the podcast <laughs> of the Garner Minute. Do you have um, – <laughs> Do you feel like we're in jeopardy? No, no, we're we doing great. great Let week. me ask you a question. So Jennifer Garner follows 941 people on Instagram, okay? Do you want to borrow time from your next minute to talk no, about this? No, this is outside. No, the Garner is just about... I don't think we could talk about... We cannot talk about Jennifer Garner outside okay, of the Okay, fine. Garner so minute. stay tuned next week for this trivia question. It, it is a barn burner. How about this? I will ask... Should we do it? No, let's do it. I hate when podcasts do that. Let's do it now, but from now okay. on, we'll declare that you any Jennifer Garner stuff, if you don't get it in the minute, it okay, gets carried fine. over to the next week. Or you can borrow time against the next bar- Garner Okay, minute. so here's my question. Jennifer Garner follows 941 people on Instagram. I want you to guess three people she follows. You have to get two of them right. You cannot pick anybody she is like related to or married to or anything like that. And you cannot pick okay. anyone in the Kardashian family. Fine. I I do or think I she follows um, Ben Affleck's Finsta, but I'm not going to make that an official guess. That's a Who Weekly ah, great cool. podcast bit of information. People found like Ben Affleck's Finsta, and I think she was a follower. But again, I'm not. That's not an official mm-hmm. guess. Um, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, so your your first guess, and does she have a big Instagram, Reese Witherspoon? She does, and I feel like all of those women. Follow I'm sure each other, you're right. You know? mm-hmm. It's like women support women. Reese Witherspoon. You should almost get both points for this because not only does she follow Reese Witherspoon, she follows Reese's book club. So a big Reese supporter. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not accepting. Grits okay. For that. Next one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. She always has this ballerina in her stories, but I don't know her name, and that's not enough information. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Jennifer Garner also – now, what if the person doesn't have an Instagram? Will you be able to check that they have an Instagram? I can check, yes. I can check. Okay, I'm trying to think of who else. Because uh, Mark Rafala. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in 13 going on 30, so I feel like maybe they would follow each other, but I don't think he I mean, he's a big Twitter person. You think he doesn't have an Instagram? I don't know. Check it out so, for me. That's not a necessarily official okay. guess, yes, but I would Yes, she like does to. follow Mark Ruffalo. 
Oh, beautiful. And then my third and final. Oh, I only had to get two right, you said. Yeah, that wasn't an official guess, though, so it didn't count. No, that I I was waiting to hear if you had an Instagram. You were supposed to say yes or no, and then uh, I, I got it. I got it. Okay, guess. fine, fine. And what's your third guess? And then we'll get out of the segment. My third guess is that she follows uh, Ryan Reynolds. Comes okay, Ryan mind. Reynolds. He's a big social media guy. See, I would have gone with like political people, like Barack Obama or something. Eh, we've had Stacey Abrams. Not a Barack Obama. Is, uh, no, she does not file Ryan. She finds the she follows the Ryan Foundation. Does she follow Blake? Does she follow Blake Lively? Because that was. Well, hold on. She follows the Ryan Seacrest Foundation. Ryan Reynolds with an A, right? She does not follow him. Van City Reynolds. Oh, so maybe if I search Van City. I know that's his Twitter. No, she does not follow him. Um, And then Blake Lively. Let's see. Who's Blake Lively with? Van City Ah, okay. No, maybe there's some beef there. She doesn't follow Blake either. Wow. We're on to something Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. If you know about Garner Lively beef, let us know. That's fine, though, because I already got the two that I was required to get. AOC would have been a good guess. I'm just thinking like people I would have guessed. I know you don't like the, the post-mortem. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's... You're good. At least Ava you're Felipe? Oh, so that Ryan Felipe and who's he married to? Reese. Oh, so they have kids ex. who are like old enough for Instagram? Okay, fine. Yeah, they're her son like released a single or something. I hate that I know this. Let's oh move God. on. All right. Um, that was a great Garner Minute plus extra. Love it, Keeve. Let's get to Keevy Guide, which, again, unless someone can think of a better use for this segment, it's just going to be questions directed at Keeve. In this case, it's just two things from Kelly. Kelly says, okay, Nick won the episode, right? Sorry, Optimus, but people suck and largely act only in their own self-interest. Hashtag egoism. So who won the episode, Keeve? Who won the episode? I think the super won the episode. I think the landlord. He was so good. <laughs> but he loses at he the end. He does lose at the end, but it's not Schmidt. It can't be Winston. You know, CC doesn't have enough of a role. Could it be could Nick. be like a tie between Nick and Jess. I think Kelly's right. It's Nick or it's the Super. It's not Jess. Jess also loses. Yeah, She's wrong. I'm going to give the Super the title. I think rarely okay. outside the core four. And someone can track. Somebody offered to track who wins the episodes. Can somebody, can that person please track? And You know what would be useful mm-hmm. is if somebody, because tr- the who won the episode really we would never do if Kelly didn't ask, but I'm appreciative that she remembers to ask. If someone could track Keeve's predictions, that would be very useful, but hard. I mean, don't go back. Let's start yeah. fresh. We'll start mm-hmm. from now. Yeah, with Seinfeld also, we didn't think of any bits till 15 episodes in. So the first ones are... We're really bit heavy. I know, but I'm saying, I but like, like... I think we should be all bits. We should aspire to be all bits. I agree. I agree. We we don't... We probably talk too much about the episodes sometimes. I'm not sure. To be... Uh, to talk... to spe- Speaking of bits, Kelly suggested a new bit. Uh, called mess arounds where basically people compliment things we said the week before kelly you'll know why i have to reject this idea she included two great compliments uh i can't sit here and just read compliments that's that could that's incompatible with who it's and true I are it's people. true I, but thank you for the kind yes, idea Yes, absolutely speaking of reading compliments mm-hmm. i threw down a challenge to listeners to bring us from i think like 180 something five-star reviews to 200. I said, let's give it two weeks. Yeah. You, do you know where we're at I'm going right to say 199. Well, way to blow it. 199. Ooh, what a good guess. I, I mean, it was a guess. I didn't blow it. I mean, you should guess low. So we That's true. 185, so 186. And then, oh, wow. We discussed, uh, you know, low expectations. But all right, we really appreciate it. It really blew me away. I didn't think we were going to get close to 200. I thought I was going to have to come in this week and be like, guys, we're not even close. And I said two weeks and I've never not succeeded in a challenge. I like to set low bars. 
Uh, but you've never not succeeded you know, in a challenge. In in the challenges that I lay for. Uh, oh, I thought you were like your whole life. You've never failed once at anything. I mean, a sign of my truest failure is that I'm here with you talking about. What are you talking girl. about? This was like your plan A in life. <laughs> um. All right. It's more like this. It's like a weak Winston C okay, story. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um. But okay. Um, thank you very much for the people who jumped in and rescued me from my own high bar here. Uh, Michaela La 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 0694, Baboon Bassoon, uh, Slim Thug Steve, Bean Tube, Z Bacal Bon, Maddie Fresh 24, we know that guy, Steph 292929. Thank you guys, sincerely. It really blew me away. I mean, I guess Akiva had no problem guessing, but I was stunned. Um, so we only need two more people. I don't want to get lazy with it. I, I really don't want to fail to meet our goal of 200, but hoping two of you enjoyed this episode, even though it's just me and Kiev. If you want to give us a review, you can go to iTunes and search Akiva. I think we're sixth in Akiva. We're like three in old guy. We're a scroll down in new girl. Or you could go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy, and it links to the um itunes reviews there we really really appreciate it especially because we have not gotten our act together to get a, a link which would be very easy but we have not done that um i say it's easy like I'd by the way while it. they're there they should subscribe to 32 fans because we've already passed 32 fans in itunes right, reviews relax let's subscribe to mm-hmm. us i'll plug well, anybody who's listening to this is well. probably sub- what do you mean we surpassed the reviews i mean yeah. yeah like you know ask in earnest and ask and you shall receive do anything in earnest <laughs> You're an earnest. Guy. Oh wow. Okay, fine. Do you not think it that depends. you are? It depends what canon we're in. Uh let me Google the definition of earnest to make mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, let's actually get saying. into this. What is what what is the exact I, I, resulting from or showing sincere and intense yeah. conviction? <laughs> I think you're more earnest than you'd like to mm-hmm. learn. And you don't know the earnest movies from like the late eighties, early nineties, right? Ernest goes to jail. I know it from How Did This Get ah, Made? Okay, perfect. Um, okay, let's uh, get you out of here so you could watch the Jets uh, get their booty slapped by the mm-hmm. Patriots. Uh, episode 13, you already know the episode, so why don't you tell us what the episode is? It's called Valentine's be. Day. Uh, obviously, that's very generic, so I'm just going to guess who everybody is with. I'm going to say Winston gets back with the woman who runs the restaurant, who's yeah, Shelby. Shelby. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, it's going to be Julia with Nick. Jess. What a twist that would be if it's like Julia and Cece. Like yeah. you say the names. Like yeah, you're not a sure Jess with be. Gunslinger and then Schmidt. I don't know who Schmidt. Maybe Schmidt is the only one alone. That would be funny if Schmidt's like the seventh wheel. Wait, so you're bringing Gunslinger back? I'm bringing Gunslinger back next week. It's Valentine's Day. Because you previously said you don't think Gunslinger would I don't think back. I said that. I thought I... He delivered his three episodes. No, you said you thought it was going to be three episodes. I think he delivered I know, but I think episodes. on the last episode, I thought he has one or two more in him. And the last episode was when they break up on Christmas. So you think that's a, that would be great if it's and I if I'm being completely honest with you, mm-hmm. Keith, I don't remember. OK, fine. Like I saw that the title was Valentine's Day and I was like, I don't really remember what happens in this episode and I'm not going to look it up. So um, if Genslinger comes can survive or Jess can survive a Christmas breakup and parlay that into a Valentine's Day date, I mean... My hat's off to her. Okay, so uh, I'm excited to find out next week. All right, Keith, we kept it clean. We kept it. It's a, this a tight what hour? Hour ten? Love it. Love to see it. Um, yeah, it's the shortest um, podcast I've ever recorded. 
here's our plugs. Uh, you can follow me at Lash Tweets, and that's it. Uh, you can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You can check out uh, one of my favorites, TikTok, TikTok Nicole, not Renap, but TikTok Nicole, was a guest on Keevy's primary podcast, Renap. Uh, Rob has a podcast. You go to robhaswebsite.com slash Renap, probably. It's fired, um, shots fired at Chester. That's my primary podcast. It definitely is your primary podcast. Uh, your most successful podcast. Probably, I will say, not your longest running podcast. I'll predict that. Well, it would be very but hard. I mean, 32 fans is a, a zillion years already. No, but I think I think Renap will end, it, like, starting now, 32 fans will last longer. Than oh, I that. hear you. I don't know, because Chester could get bored any day and end it. I'm allowed to yeah, make a prediction. Okay, but I'm just letting you know. So, so you could check. I'm trying to do a nice plug for You just said it's going to end. That's like the least it. nice plug you could do. I, before, I mean, this demise. could be in 2050. This could be a thousand years mm-hmm. from now. Okay. I'm, I'm comparing its demise to your other podcast. I'm not And what about this one? Tomorrow. Anyway, um, I think we'll get to the end and then we'll be done okay. forever. Um, as, as friends and mm-hmm. podcasters. The, so anyway... Check that out. Uh, Robin Akiva picked a new internet fad or whatever. So listen to that. And then you can, you should cut that and use that as the official mm-hmm, promo. On yeah. um, 32 fans, they're talking about how the Jets got their ass beat by the Patriots. Well, we already recorded this probably. week. so um... Well, I'm sure you'll talk about mm-hmm. it, maybe. And uh, we're not going to – we're maybe going to do a Seinfeld patron podcast. I don't know, but you should join at the patron level. I think at some point they're going to make a $5 option that you could pick me over them. No one knows what we're talking about. But, Is that true? Uh, you can Google – someone once said that in the chat and it made me laugh. You could go to 32 fans patron on Google because who cares? Um, and uh, that's it. We will be back next week, I think, with an unconfirmed Haley Strong. We're obviously super excited about that and hope that we she could forgive our unprofessionalism. Anything else to say, Keeve? Um, no, I think this was this was fun. Maybe we should keep them all to like a tight, like an hour ten or something. I don't think we strive to stretch. I think it's like we got the content. It's we true. Don't also, when there's three people talking, it's like it just naturally takes longer. All right. With that post game analysis from Akiva, uh, we will see you next week.